Hello and welcome to Just Hear Me Out, the experimental podcast. Yeah. I'm Becca. And I'm Kay. And this will be interesting. Welcome back to this week's episode. Um, last week we kind of went down a bit of a Reddit rabbit hole and we're discussing... We started off discussing sex ed and weird questions and then it kind of led into... A complete rabbit hole on Reddit. Of weirdest things that doctors have had to remove from people's ass. Essentially, there's no better way. There's no better way to say it. Basically, people shoving things up their ass, they got stuck and had to go to A and E. Or the ER, depending on where you're from. But uh, this week... We randomly came across another thread on Ask Reddit. Uh, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> um, it was basically... I, I don't remember what it was, it was called either. It was just Ask Reddit. Just, yeah, that's what I said. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the question was something along the lines of... And I swear to God, we're not actually making this up. This we actually found randomly, did not go looking for it, was the excuses that people have come up with <laughs> for things being stuck in their ass. So last week we had the things, and then this week we're going to have the excuses. And I'm reading through a few of them here, and um, questionable, questionable. Would you like to read the first one? Uh, sure. My mom told me about this one. She was doing rounds in the ER. Guy came in with a bottle of. <coughs> excuse me. Worcestershire sauce. Up his butt. Said he was making a sandwich in the shower and slipped and fell on it. I'm sorry. Why do you have Worcester sauce in your shower? Why are you making a sandwich in your shower, though? That's what he said. Like, sandwich showers. Who the hell thought that was... We're in 2020. That goes in 30-20. No, but here's the thing. How did he actually think people were going to believe that? Like, who makes sandwiches in the shower? Let's just ask him for soggy bread. A really dedicated subway employee, maybe? Maybe. (laughs) But, like, you're going to have soggy bread, and it's going to be manky. Do you want to read the next one there? You can make dough. Right. This next one says, without... Reading any comments, I will say that the overwhelming excuse my medical student roommates and myself, and in brackets, who are now doctors trained in Philadelphia, close brackets, have heard is, I fell on it, that's it, nothing else. I once saw a dude with two dildos. To be fair though, that does kind of seem to be a reoccurring theme in a lot of these. Um... So this guy, Spaceman Balls 83 what a username. Oh, Worked... I forgot to read out the other guy's name. Oh, the one from the last one? Dr. Dr. Pendulum Longballs. There you go. Big fan of the balls this week. Yeah. Uh, so Spaceman Balls 83 says, Worked as an ex-paramedic who told me a guy... I'm sorry, worked with an ex-paramedic who told me a guy was cleaning his son's room while nude 
because his only set of clothes were in the wash while his son was at school, slipped on a sock and ended up getting Buzz Lightyear stuck up his ass. I then proceeded to ask the most important question, of course. Were the wings extended? Didn't get an answer, but we laughed a hell of a lot. And just on that, this is probably one of the best replies slash comments I have seen on Ask Reddit. And it comes from Repossessed Batmobile. What a classic username also. And it's just simply, he had a friend in him. Oh my God. And I can now never watch Toy Story again. Like, that story is like a fucking like, roller coaster from start to finish. If you think about it, like, I get, like, it's your house, you can clean it if you want. But. Don't lie and say your clothes were in the wash. Yeah, don't, don't lie. You don't like, have only, like, one set of clothes, dude. Like, I've never been in that situation, but, like, you have to always remember the doctors, they don't care, don't lie. They really don't. All they care about is that you're safe. Oh my god. Okay, this next one comes from some rando from Texas, is the username. Oh, I thought and you meant reads, that was all we knew about them. No. And it reads, my sister is a surgical nurse, and a guy came into the hospital with a pool noodle jumped up his ass. Oh no. Oh god. It was so deep that they had to cut open his abdomen. Okay. That's very far. <laughs> okay. Intestines and colon to cut the foam out of him. He said he, quote, fell on it while swimming nude. But when they cut him open, it had a condom stretched over the end of it. Oh, God. When they confronted him, he said, please don't tell my wife. Like, I don't even, like, pool noodles are really fucking white. Like, they're, they're very, not narrow. They're very light. You can't fall on one. To have it penetrate you. I just... I mean, I'm just thinking more of, like, how wide they are and how narrow your butthole is in comparison. Like, that's worse than pushing or not. What I want to know is, most importantly, did he drive? (laughs) Did he drive? I mean, like, it's just... Here's the thing, though. If the pool... Like, how much of the pool noodle was stuck up there? Yeah, but like, like, did he drive to the ER? No. Like, how do... How, yeah, how do you get there? That's what I'm saying. You just got, like... But, like, imagine, like, you couldn't even put trousers on or nothing, because, like, like pool, mo- noodle, pool noodles are, like, really long. Not King Shaven, if you're into it, go ahead, but be safe. But, like... As you said last week, have a spotter in the have, bedroom. I have a spotter. Sex spotter. Sex. There you go. That's a t-shirt. A sex spotter. <laughs> <laughs> sounds. So, it sounds so pervy. Yeah, it sounds very, very stock. Just some guy in your corner with chalk. You ready? <laughs> Just slapping it on the back. <laughs> you could do this. I don't know what you thought of that, and I thought of like a dude in a bush with binoculars. <laughs> no. So, think of those spotters that they have at weightlifting events. <laughs> Okay, so this next one comes from... I don't even know how you're going to say that username. <laughs> That'd be so cool to have a spotter just hyping you up. <laughs> in the bedroom. In the bedroom. You can do this. 
You could do this, Brian. I mean, I I could think of a couple of people we know that would do that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this next person said, I'm not going to try pronounce that username because it's just a bunch of letters. Let's see. Chase Holmes. It's J-double-S-O-L-M-S. Chase Holmes. Show off. Anyway, guy puts a vibrator, one of those massive cordless wand types, way, way, way up there, like mega seed, and it gets sucked <laughs> into the sigmoid colon. When he gets to the ER, I ask him how he was feeling. He answered, well, doc, I'm way better since the batteries died. <laughs> Made my whole night. And then, in reply... Me hoy, me hoy, said, might have made your night, but it made his whole week. (laughs) (laughs) How would you... I'm sorry, I wouldn't be able to not laugh in that situation if he said, you know, it's better since the batteries died. I laugh at the most (laughs) awkward situations, and that would be one that would have me almost throwing up from laughing so much. I would need to go to the ER after that. <laughs> oh, who's this next one? Which one? This one. By tanned croissant. <laughs> first Is that just a burnt tr- croissant? First try for dyslexic as well. <laughs> Alright, Dizel, calm down. <laughs> oh, fuck off with Dizel. Uh, right, from tanned croissant. A friend of mine works at reception in an ER. She actually had a story about a guy who came in with a dumbbell in his rectum. <laughs> Although he was considered high priority, they were super busy and there was nowhere near the front to stand, so she told him to wait in the rear. Wait in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely if you worked a lot, though. <laughs> Just making puns the whole time. This Wasn't there another one, actually? Where is it gone? The few of them. No, there's one about there's another one about weights. I think it's the very last one. <laughs> I will return the uh, I can't find it. We'll come back to it. But uh, it was basically someone was saying that Oh, I found it. It's by uh, in too deep, but I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they said so I actually once did fall naked in my bedroom and my ass cheek smashed so hard onto the end of a small dumbbell that was angled up at 45 degrees. From reading this thread, I'm coming to realise that had it hit the bullseye, no one would have ever fucking believed me. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Oh, oh God, it's a long one. Do you want me to? By Ryer's son, Redditos. Not an ass, but a vagina. I was doing my clinical rotations in third year, did a cervical assessment on a 36-week pregnant woman who thought she was in labour with painful cramping and discharge. I found eight cloves of garlic. She thought she would avoid a groupie strep with it. She read online she thought they would dissolve. Oh my god. That is disgusting. You can you can avoid GBS like this to they turn to slime bush bulbs. They don't dissolve. 
She was not in labour. She was responding to an infection, a nasty one. She was admitted for fluids, object removal, meds, and monitoring monitoring of fetus for treatment overnight. I finished my 24-hour shift before the next ob- OB war wrapped up. I don't know what that is. An OB. <laughs> Some doctor. Obs, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, cramping stopped very soon after we got it all out. Last I saw her, she was just feeling sad and dumb. I felt really awful for her. She was trying to go... No, she was trying to do the right thing for her pregnancy. I'm sorry. Regardless of whether or not she was trying to do the right thing, who in their right mind shoves eight cloves of garlic? That's like a whole bulb of garlic, nearly. Like a small bulb. That is like a small bulb of garlic up into your vagina and then you think you're in labour. Like, no, bitch. This is nasty. Just stop. Like, imagine the smell. Oh. Like, garlicky vag. Her father must have been a vampire or something like that. <laughs> he wanted, she wanted <laughs> he him away. He wanted it to be anyway. I'm not going down there. I, I can, I can just imagine this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just think of the smell. That's disgusting. So, uh, a spirit life 79 said, Guy came in with a cordless phone up his ass. Like one of those old school ones from like 15 years ago. He said that when he was in the kitchen, bending over, opening the door, opening the oven door, sorry, someone threw it in through his open window and it just went right off. Imagine. And then Unconditional May responded, saying, I've been laughing at this for 20 minutes. Because honestly, how fucking traumatizing would it be if that was true? Innocently bending over your in the kitchen whilst nude, obviously, and a shitty mid two thousands cordless phone hurtles up your butt randomly. <laughs> what does Tom Brady live on history or something like? Why is Tom Brady? <laughs> why is Tom Brady hurtling around mid to early two thousand phones? Because he can afford it. <laughs> like enjoy your new phone, dickhead. <laughs> Perfect I mean, like that—that that kind of brings a whole new meaning to butt dialing, really. <laughs> like uh, internal affairs will have a problem with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh! Imagine, just imagine if that actually happened. Because no one would believe you. As your man said, if that actually did happen, no one would fucking believe you. And like, okay, whatever about the dumbbell one. Okay, right, you can see where. That could actually happen. Mm. Like, there's a place for that. But the one about the oven, like, where in the world is that going to happen? Like, how random? Like, what are the chances? Better chances of winning the lot than you do of that happening. Like, that's mental. Because. Right, this is from KPF underscore QC. Jesus Christ, my moment has come. A friend of mine used to work in a dispatch call centre for emergency services. 
In these call centres, there needs to be a triage nurse on site to deal with life-threatening situations. So my mate tells me about this story she had where a man came in with a garden gnome. Oh, a garden gnome up his hoop, which is his ass. He was in a hoop afterwards, I thought. It is, shut up. Just, I need to read this. His story was that he was shopping and locked him... He was shopping and locked himself out of the house, so he needed to climb back in through the second floor window. Philback got entered by the gnome. I mean, the gnome was... The gnome was inside his pants, like there was no gnome-shaped hole in his pants, but whatever. Let's call it a miracle. So anyway, they get this gnome out, fishing rod, fishing rod and all. Jesus Christ. Catch him up and send him on his way. Three hours later, a different dude comes in with the same problem and the same story. After cutting through the bullshit, they determined the two blokes had been gnoming each other. Gnoming each other. What a phrase. Had been gnoming each other. Realised they both needed doctors, arranged to go to different hospitals with t- with this 200 IQ story, and one one of them got mixed up. Still makes me laugh to this day. I'm sorry, but like, gnoming themselves, or gnoming each other, is now my new, new favourite phrase. Oh my god. Was he climbing through the window nude? No, he had... Bottoms on, like, like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Did you take them off to go out through the window? Oh, I remember this one time. <laughs> there was one time I went to a sex shop and I was with uh, Dusa and we found a gnome. Like oh, a, I like remember a rubber, this. Like a rubber gnome. And was this the one that was like four foot or something? Yeah, no, it was like two and a half foot. God damn. But it was fucking, like, I think it weighed like a solid like four or five kilos. God damn. And it was called the little ass. Little ass no. Little ass small. I don't know. Like it was actually called a. Where was this sex shop? In town. No. I thought this was going to be in the dam or something. No, I've never been to a sex shop in the dam. No, that's not true. Oh no, I have, yeah. That's, I was like, that's not true. That's where I got the directions for a duck shop. Yeah, because we went and we in. we bought the rubber ducks. <laughs> we went in and they actually had a duck vibrator and I was so mad. It wasn't for sale. It was like a display item only. Because like... They were new or something. They were new and I have a friend, like a really good friend of mine was obsessed with ducks. Mm. Like she loves ducks. So I was going to buy it for her, for her birthday. And uh, it comes in this like little gift box. It looks like really fancy, like a watch or like a necklace or something. And gold writing <laughs> on the front of it has no on the inside. So when oh, you like open it up, you see this like little golden duck vibrator, and then on the like back it just says "duck me" yeah. <laughs> with a question mark. And yeah, I was really sad then that I couldn't buy that. I must look them up on Amazon or something. Surely they're. We'll get them. I don't even want to know. We'll get Dusa on it. Anyway, one galactic boy. When I was a student working in an ER, a guy came in with an unraveled wire hanger stuck. Oh, God. What the fuck? And hooked up there. He said he was trying to fish out the vibrator he also lost. Like a co-hanger? Yeah. 
Ooh, well, boy. don't normally hear about them going in that hole. Oh. That is. That's rough. Okay, that's. The big sad. The big sad. <laughs> the big pain. The big sad. The big ass. Oh. I'm sorry, just. <laughs> okay, so this is from Barbecue Weaselanus. I feel like this definitely has to be a throwaway to comment on this, just based on. It off. says, Eeyore Nurse, and in quotes, I tried to dig something out of my ass with a barbecue skewer. End quotes. Skewer got stuck, ripped a hole in his intestines. He waited so long to come in, he was septic. Oh my god. Once that or visit and an ICU stay later. Please don't call my mom. Guy was tripping hard on LSD. Jesus Christ, how much LSD did he have? And how fucking long was that skewer in there? I... I don't... Like, because it was septic. Like, that is at least a couple of days. If not weeks. Like, goddamn. I don't... Why? I don't know. I don't understand. That, like... I've never done LSD, but, like, goddamn, that's aggressive. And after reading shit like that, won't be doing it. Yeah, never. Like, I'm... It's like, oh, so painful. Like, a burn if anyone, was, if anyone, which has never happened, because you never hear people go, do you want to try LSD? If someone ever said that to me, I'd be like, no, and here's why. <laughs> just just pull this out for reference. I'll have it as my screensaver. <laughs> so, Harmania said, a college friend who is an OR nurse said the best thing she ever witnessed was a small snow globe with a message world's greatest dad on the inside oh no and then nosy LJ nosy writer replied maybe he dishonoured the title of world's greatest dad and this was somehow seen as the best punishment or maybe someone got confused when he asked about involving daddy kink into their sex life wow wow these are just getting rougher. Which one? This one. This is from Hide Little Bitches. <laughs> I love that username. Fell down some stairs and someone left a dildo on the bottom. <laughs> it was me. I'm someone. And that one time tickle commented underneath it. This, ma- <laughs> this made my whole week. I'm sorry, that username. That... Hi, little bitches. No, that one time tickle. <laughs> oh. Squirrel Can said, My ex is an EOR nurse. One night she sent me a pic of her computer of what she was working on. 16-year-old Mahil brought in by his mother, shoved a sausage up his ass and lost it. Imagine the embarrassment of telling mom hey mom I lost a sausage in my ass can you take me to the ER fucking kids <laughs> and then probably my real name replied sausage is usually shit shaped couldn't he just shit it out the next day yeah I mean yeah like <laughs> what the fuck but isn't that like a violation of like patient rights that nurse I no. don't know I, I'm not a nurse I got surely because that that has to be some kind of violation of some sort 
But anyway. Oh, I keep getting the long ones. Okay. Should have went first. Okay, this one's from Stepping Razor, 1220. I'm a nurse, a male, a male as well. Guy came to my hospital with a cue ball stuck, <laughs> stuck in his rectum. Uh, said him, him and his wife were having sex and this happened. Made no excuses and showed no shame. Eo Doc was unable to remove it with forceps and he had to get anesthesia to have minor surgical procedure to get it out. My job was basically just to go just to go through a pre-surgical checklist. Uh, checklist and sent him on his way. When I'm done, he shouts excitedly, All right, let's get this ball rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died laughing. It was near the end of my shift and I always wondered what happened to him. I'm sure he did fine and is back having amazingly kinky sex with his wife. <laughs> That joke, though, that's like something you would say. <laughs> Not with a fucking cue ball. <laughs> no, we're just the let's get this ball rolling. <laughs> so, actually, don't know who posted this because the username's been cropped out. Yeah. Um, but they said, Guy told me he was constipated, so he stuck the broom handle up there to break up the poop. I almost believe him. Oh my god, that is disgusting. Edit, it was half a broom handle cut off and wrapped in electrical tape all the way inside his ass. I mean, what? like... Why don't you why? just use a blender next time, pal? God damn. Take a fucking laxative, dude. They're not that expensive. Or, like, just buy a coconut. Isn't, like, coconut water like a laxative? I don't know about coconut. coconut water, but I do know cranberry juice. Yeah. Drink enough of that, you will be shitting bricks. No. Or just eat some spicy food. That is true. Or McDonald's. Trigger. <laughs> is it? Yeah. No, I just read the one All about right. the, the poop handle. <laughs> Which one am I reading? Oh, no. Right. This one's from... Zeph and Rage. My friend is a nurse. She told me about a guy who came into her ER. He claimed he... ER? He, ER. You sound like a pirate. Er. Arr. He came into the... He came into her er. He claimed to have fallen out of a tree and the branch went right up his ass. The x-ray... They x-rayed him and he had this perfectly round wooden rod up his ass. When they removed it, they saw that it was sanded, painted, and primed. That branch must have come from a genetically modified species of tree. I've never understood why people lie about it. It's like, dude, they ain't gonna judge you. They've probably seen weirder shit. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> but let's not, like, put it aside that you're probably, like, a 10 today for them on weird shit. Yeah, like, honestly. Do you... Oh, no, sorry, I thought we read this one, but I'm sure it starts like a similar one. <laughs> um, so again, this is quite a long one, so the username has been cropped out, unfortunately, so we don't know who posted it. But anyway, they start off by saying, not a doctor, but triage. I'm sorry, but anyone who is triage sees the weirdest and worst shit. Oh, yeah. Like, constantly. I've got a lot of respect for those people. Mm. Uh, guy comes in walking kind of awkwardly. 
doesn't take a seat. <laughs> oh no. When it's his turn, he's called up to triage and again refuses to sit. What brings you in today, I ask. I, uh, I've, uh, I've lost a glass, you know, like a tumbler. Okay, so why are you here? Well, we, uh, we had a party that kind of got out of hand last night. I was cleaning the house this morning and I had noticed one of my drink glasses was missing. And I think it might be up my ass. That is as far as an explanation, but sure enough, there it was in the x-ray. Rim side first. Oh. So after it disappeared up his asshole, it basically filled itself with shit. Now, anytime people that know the story ask if I've seen something they've lost, I ask if they've checked their asshole. <laughs> oh. Okay, there's two so parts of that. So the rim part in first, so, that means you made a cap. Inside his ass and could have projectile shot this glass into the toilet bowl. It's basically just a glass full of shit at that point. No wonder it wouldn't come out. Basically plugged himself up. Oh, god damn. Like, I've heard of shitting bricks, but not shitting glasses. <laughs> also, that triage is an absolute legend by asking people if they've checked their asshole when they lose shit. And I'm so using that. From now on. But uh, yeah, so that that's kind of all of the best. Oh, well, I'm sure there's other good ones. If you have any, let us know. But uh, yeah. Mm. Can you comment on this? <laughs> what we'll do is we'll set up a Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. Pink Cactus Studios. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Was that one up? We'll uh, we'll link the uh, the Twitter and the the comments or the description. We we have Twitters. We do. We do have Twitters. <laughs> I just remembered I have a Twitter. So we are both very very into true crime, murder documentaries, as is a lot of people. These days, it seems to be a it seems to be a, like a pretty big common genre. topic nowadays. Yeah, like um, with like Tiger King and stuff coming out. You know, got like you know Ted Bundy, the Unabomber, all those like amazing documentaries on Netflix. Um, and I don't know what the obsession is with it, but at the same time, it's just fascinating like for example uh, I was in work one day uh, not in the place I currently work but like um, I think it was about this time last year maybe and I overheard some of the girls they were talking about body counts and it genuinely like I am ashamed of how long it took me to realise they were talking about how many people they had slept with as opposed to how many people they'd killed. Because I watched that much true crime that to me body count meant victims. And yeah, so that was probably an indication I need to relax on the serial killers. I'm not saying that's a good thing you thought like that, but also like It is pretty hilarious though. I don't know how I feel about that now. What? 
<laughs> What's your body count? It's like, oh, you killed this many... I mean, you slept with this many people. <laughs> what a way to drag down a party. Like, that's what they were talking about, was, like, how many people they'd slept with, and I was like, oh, you guys aren't talking about murder. I should probably go, you know, wash something in the sink. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... It was a bit of a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, this led <laughs> this led to a big discussion between us. Discussion. It was probably slash argument slash debate. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. So a big debate on who is the worst serial killer of them all. Now, just want to add, we are not condoning any of their behaviour. We don't actually. You know, see them as like heroes or anything. Yeah, like, like they're all pieces of shit. We just are trying to figure out who is the. Why biggest does piece your mind work the way it did? Yeah, and um, which one is the biggest piece of shit? And we've got like. Also, we're not psychologists, right? So we're not diagnosing no, like, anyone. This is this is just opinions. We want to know why on... they work like this. <laughs> these are just opinions based on facts we know about them, and. We're gonna come to a conclusion of who was the uh, the biggest piece of shit and why. Mm. So. Right. Who's your first one? I like. I don't know. There's there's some pretty like, bad ones. This argument got so heated. We had to t- we had to buy a notebook and pens to write down like stats. It's like this many years. They yeah. This is when they started. Like the youngest age. So we like it's basically like top trumps. Well, for serial killers, it's horrible to say. That is actually horrible, but I do feel like that would be a big seller. I'm copywriting that. That's our idea now, bitch. Um, like, it got so bad that we had a list so long, we were like, okay, we have to pick, like, five people off this list to talk about because there's just, there's so many of them. Like, oh, um... To me, when I think of serial killer, obviously, you know, Bundy always comes to mind, as most people think of. But um, the serial exactly killer... Fun, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was gorgeous. The uh, serial killer, I mean, Zac Efron is gorgeous, <laughs> not Ted Bundy. Um, the serial killer that I always think of when I think of serial killers... Hold on, can I just say something? People did say that he was very attractive. Have you seen photos of him? What was attractive about that dude? To be fair though, like, probably would smash. He'd probably smash your head in with a log or something, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. If you're a woman. I mean, he did like to beat people. Not saying that he'd beat you because you're a woman, I'm just saying, like, he preferred women. I mean, that was kind of his whole I know, I just wanted to save myself there. <laughs> Digging um, a hole right there I was. I feel like this is just, this episode is not going to ha- go down halfway well. Halfway through that, what popped up in my head was General Akbar going, it's a trap. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Oh. But, um, Don't. I suppose, uh, yeah, actually, the, <laughs> <laughs> the one I always think of is, um, H.H. Holmes. Now, not an awful lot of people know much about Holmes and he heard several different names and did lots of different heinous things yeah but like looking at the stats 
you know, it's it's pretty bad. They did an entire season on him in American Horror Story. Yeah, uh, they did a they did an episode on him in Supernatural as well. Love that show. Um, but H H Holmes, as he's most famously known as, not his real name though. Um, he is considered the first serial killer. Like known of, like yeah. known serial killer. Um, because he was a f- like obviously the definition of serial killer came up like much much later I think it was like the 60s wasn't it they came up with the term serial killer I'm not um, sure don't hold me to that but probably it was around that time anyway the 50s 60s uh, but H.A. Thomas was active actually in the 1800s um, and based on the criteria of what is classified as a serial killer he is kind of the first official one on record and uh I always liked, well, not liked, liked isn't the appropriate word. I was always interested in it because of how, like, the lengths he went to. So he, like, there's so much, like, he's a very interesting serial killer to, like, look into because he was just weird as shit. Like, he used to steal cadavers and dissect them and all sorts. But what he's most famous for is his murder hotel. Yeah. So basically, that's all I know about him. Yeah, it's, it's what most people know about him, and it's kind of what he's most famous for. Um, so he built a hotel. He had like loads of like, uh, shady businesses. Got rich, and there's like a whole thing about it. But basically, he do, he built a hotel, but he would fire the construction companies after a couple of weeks. Um, so there were several different construction companies that worked on this site and the whole reason for that was because he did not want a single person apart from himself to know the exact layout of the building Um, so he kept changing the construction crews um, so nobody knew what was going on and he basically built in a load of booby traps for lack of a better word, um, into the hotel, like mazes, false doors, you know. Um, like he had, you know, like these chutes that would go down into like a basement that nobody knew about and that was like his torture chamber. This whole episode's um, going to be on H.H. H. Holmes at this stage. <laughs> no, but that's basically him. And he was only active for four years. Um, and he confessed to 27. Whoa. But they reckon that the actual victim count is much, much higher. We're talking like 200 plus women. He generally went for blonde hair, blue eyes that were staying at the hotel alone. He would like come up with passages in the walls and do awful, all sorts of awful things to him. And he started when he was 30. So he was actually quite old compared, well, it's about average, actually, compared to average, yeah. compared to the rest of the guys we've got on this list. But yeah, for me, he's the one I always think of when people say like serial killer. Today, when you were, when we were doing the notes, that it became like late twenties to early thirties for like, most of them, and then you got the few outliers that started in their teens because they were they were absolute nut jobs. They were a bit more advanced. Your favorite one though is quite interesting. Well, oh, man. It's, it's so complex. It's not even complex. Um, Richard Kuklinski or the Iceman is just so interesting. Yeah. I like, mean, he was active for the longest out of all of them on the list, wasn't he? He was like active 38 years. years. Mm. So, like, 40 years now. Like, that is 
like almost both of us Wish. like our God ages damn. combined like that is crazy god damn like just the way like he there was no specific way he did his thing like he just did what he had to do with wherever he had on him at the time yeah like, and I think that's what makes him interesting was the fact that, you know, when you think of a serial killer, most of them have a set way of doing things. Um, like, I remember watching an interview with him with some psychiatrist or psychologist and he was talking about one time he killed a guy outside a bar with, and he didn't have anything on him, so we grabbed um, sort of those clotheslines that they used to have going across from the windows. Yeah. I think it was. I think it's in New York that he said it was, and he grabbed that, pulled it down, and he made like he just put a noose on him basically, and hung him over his shoulder, and he was like the tree that hung him. Jesus. That's the story, anyway, that he said in the interview. Yeah, like the thing that I found interesting that I actually learned today about him was the fact that he was. So he was basically, he was a hitman for hire for a lot of years and was kind of involved in the mob and stuff. But the thing that kind of stood out to me was he worked for every single one of the major mob families between the 50s, 60s and 70s, which, like, anybody who knows that about the mob, it's very... Well, I don't know much about the mob. No, but, like, you know, from movies and stuff, you kind of go... Oh, you can't base the mob on movies. That's a fair point, but, like, you know... Movies are dramatic. It'd be... The mob is real life. (laughs) It'd be kind of unheard of, though, for someone to work for every single mob family. every single person, and they all want to kill each other. Yeah, like, that, to me, is just mental. Like, how much power do you have They pretty much... I'd say they all had to come up with an agreement and sit down and be like, hey, maybe... He couldn't work with us all, but let's not no. use him to kill each other. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like to me that is kind of one of the things that stands out the most about him. It's like, how did you become so popular with everybody? Yeah, like that's just crazy. And be as cold as ice. Yeah. Like, there's even a story of him testing out a crossbow just to see if it would work and he just killed some random guy on the street. Yeah. Which uh, is bananas. He also was the youngest starter um, out of everyone. So he was the longest running and started at the youngest age when he killed his childhood bully at the age of 13. 13, 16. 13. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, like his first murder was at 13. Which is crazy. And uh, then he, like, you know, did all sorts of awful things to the body to make it unrecognisable as such. Like cutting off fingertips, taking their teeth. It's like, yeah. oh. So That's the, just very mild examples. Yeah, that, like, that was kind of him at 13. So you can only imagine... No, not at 13. That was, like, him in his 20s, but, like... No, no, that was the, the bully he did that to. Oh, was it? Yep. Oh, god damn. So he did that at 13. So imagine how much worse he got. Like, that's just... Ooh. Yeah. Man, that's insane. Like... I don't even like horror movies and these dudes are living it. I it's know. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> you enjoy that? I'm going to go watch Cat in the Hat again for like the 15th time. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go watch a Disney movie to make myself feel a little bit better. Like, I barely play horror games. Barely. <laughs> I'm still playing Resident Evil uh, 2, the remastered version. I still haven't completed Leon's story. I'm at the end, but I'm too afraid to finish it. <laughs> uh, obviously, the serial killer that everybody is familiar with, is, he's kind of got a household name nowadays. Uh <laughs> It's such a weird thing to say about <laughs> yeah. a serial killer. But it's He's true, though. Well known, like, like, no, he is, though. Like, he is probably the best known serial killer. Uh, or one of the best the most... And can... that oh. is, of course, Bundy. Now, interestingly enough, there's quite a lot of, like, movies about Bundy. You've obviously got that new one with Zac Efron, which was really good. Uh, I found it quite good, mostly because it was Zac Efron, to be honest. Um, I remember actually when that, like, when it came out and like he was cast in it, there was like people were like, "He's too pretty." Like, it's gonna glorify like you know, the awful things he did, like that Bundy did. And I'm like, but Bundy was actually like people have said Bundy was attractive. Like, what is attract? Like, what was it? Was it like the hair? I think it was just he was like... Was it the, I look like a crackhead? He didn't normally. look like a crackhead. Bundy did not look like a crackhead. He was skinny as shit. Like, his face was all like... Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know, I wasn't... I I didn't meet Bundy, I didn't know what he I looked look like. I look like I did crack before it was cool. I've only seen photos <laughs> of him, so, you know, I can't comment on it, but apparently he's very charismatic as well. Well, you'd have to be with him at the people he's fucking killed. In all fairness, like, he was not active for as long as I thought he was. Yeah, I thought it was like... I, I thought he was, was like, like spanning decades. Like, I, I was thinking 10 at least. But like, apparently, Bundy only, you know, killed people across. He killed... He confessed to 30, but they reckon it is much, much higher. He confessed to 30 people listen to in this five years. Gonna, people listening to this are going to be like, yeah, we know. We've put an action for that long. He has like, but dude, he killed 30 people in five years, allegedly. That's six people a year. I can't even think of 30 things I could do in five years. That's six people a year. (laughs) Like consecutively. Like six people a year and they reckon it's much higher. Like that's all he confessed to. Um, Also, the fact he escaped twice... Mm. was it mental was twice. twice apparently I thought it was only once but it was twice uh, yeah he escaped twice was you know active across seven states I've always wondered like what would have happened because you always hear stories of like people that have escaped and never been caught like I'm the like, Zodiac I'm not, yeah I'm just like imagine if Ted Bundy was never caught yeah actually like it's, it's crazy like, holy balls like I know if he, they found him now, he would be Swiss cheesed. Honestly, like, so bad. Like an eighty-year-old man. <laughs> and he's he was very violent as well. His kind of method was like bludgeoning or strangling a person to death, and then you know, decapitating them. So that. What is the obsession with decapitating people? I wonder because like there's quite a lot of it on this list. I have no idea, but even the mention of it just makes it, you want to get sick. It's mank. Like, I don't understand, like, how anyone could do that. I don't understand how anyone could do any of the things on this list, but, like... Like, there's just... 
I don't understand, like, how people could, like, kick a dog. Never mind. I know. Cut someone's fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it is crazy. Like, kicking a dog is too far for me. And it's just like, hey, dude, stop that. Yeah. I don't know how I'd react if I walked in and someone's like, do you want some chicken? Like, do you want some chicken? Like, carving some fucking turkey or whatever. Just be like a body of a rotisserie fucking. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you want. That is, that's horrible. Do you want to help me get this? To be honest, like, that's just... I don't think anyone on the list did kind of become cannibal. I think we've... No, Dahmer did. Dahmer was... Did he? Uh... Oh, God. I think Dahmer used to... Mm. I, I don't know. Let me look that up real quick. Ask the Google. The Google box. Um, speaking of Dahmer, 14 years active. Which is... And in that time, he killed 17 people. Oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. Like, there are so many people, like... I suppose, like, one person is... Uh, a lot. But, uh... He also, you know, liked to bludgeon people or, you know, give them sleeping pills. And he also, you know, did the whole decap and... Yeah, he, Shop them up. He dismembered people. Jeffrey Dahmer dismembered people in eight pieces. Yeah. Um, and the only reason he got caught, actually. Yeah, he used to eat people's hearts and stuff. Ugh, that's. That's how he was caught. No, he got caught because yeah, one of his. Yeah, told, he told his victim, "I'm gonna eat your heart." Oh yeah, yeah. And then that guy ended up escaping. You know. Thank God. Yeah, he was 18 when he started. Like, that is... I mean, like, when you look at it, like... like okay, what was I doing at 18? <laughs> like, and he was out there... Not killing people. <laughs> literally, like, he was out there, like, with a child, <laughs> killing people, doing his business, and I'm just there in college. Like, that is... That's crazy. Like, Bundy was in his... Tw- was 28 when he started, like, and Dahmer was... 18. Like, that is... Bananas. And according to this, Dahmer was only active in two states. Oh my god. Like... Yeah, Klinsky was active... Everywhere. All over the place. <laughs> yeah, we, we couldn't actually find official stats if you can on... Throw a dart on a, if you can throw a dart in the dark, I'm pretty sure you could nail about three states of like three roads with that one map where he's been it's crazy um the newest one kind of well not the newest but the most recent one we've watched on netflix was the unabomber in his own words now compared to the rest on this list the unabomber actually has quite a low kill rate which i suppose is a good thing like he didn't kill as many people pretty good but not great i mean it like, he was active for a lot longer than most of these guys, but also killed a hell of a lot less. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he still did terrible yeah, his things. his actions were, like, 44 again. What do you mean? I'm thinking of a different bomber. No, I think so. Like, he... I'm thinking only... of the guy that blew up the hospital. I think it was. Oh, yeah, no, that was... That was... Um, yeah, so the Unabomber actually, his real name was uh, 
Theodore Kaczynski. Um, Kaczynski, Kaczynski. Yeah. And he, uh, good old Ted there, he only killed three people and injured 23 by mailing bombs across eight states. Uh, Illinois was one of his kind of biggest areas. Like, they grounded flights and everything because of this dick. Um, Like, what an absolute asshole. It's, I mean, the Unabomber in his own words on Netflix, it was quite interesting to... I didn't watch much of it. See? Was it because you fell asleep? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's bad, it's just, it was like four o'clock in the morning and I sat up to watch it. Um... But the Unabomber was active for 18 years and he only killed three people. So, like, in terms of, you know, notoriousness, he wouldn't be, like, up there. Like, he's still, like, I'm not saying he was, you know, bad or, like, he was good. I don't know how you phrase that. Like, he was bad at killing people. He was people. a pretty big dickhead, but, like... <laughs> he wasn't as big a dickhead as, say, Bundy or... Kitlinski. No, they're all equally a dickhead. Like, they're all awful. But, like, he didn't kill as many. Which I suppose is kind of... Better? He was less lethal. He Yeah, he was less lethal. That's what I'm trying to say. Physically less lethal, but psychologically very yeah, lethal. Yeah, he was a very smart man. Yeah. Uh, he thought... He taught himself how to make bombs by reading chemistry books in the library. Yeah. Which is mental because I couldn't even read chemistry books for college when I was studying chemistry. <laughs> so, you know, I I can't imagine him doing it for fun. Like, as crazy. Well, when you really want to get into something, you really get into it, don't you, pal? Like, god damn. <laughs> like, he was, I'm not going to lie, like, his bombs kind of started out shit. Like, they, and progressively, they got better. They got better. Um, like, for the worst. I think he was self-taught. Which makes it... Yeah, I can't even self-teach myself to tire. Dude, I can't even teach myself to get out of bed in the morning. You know those motivational videos and stuff? They actually demotivate me. I'm like, yeah, let's get up. No. Three more Mars bars before it knocks me down. (laughs) It's like, I'll I'll start the diet tomorrow. Like, this dude taught himself how to fucking make bombs. And I'm sitting here going, I don't even know how to make noodles. Like, let's be honest. You have to know how to make noodles. I do, but, like, I can't get them right. A good burger, a deadly sandwich, a bit of noodles. Got old Teo Sambo. I prefer King. It's a big controversial, debate. Controversial. Controversial Teo versus King. No. Controversial. I mean, Teo's got the team part, but I've never gone, so... Yeah, King are just better But then King and McGregor advertised for them, so... I don't that was care about the advertising, to be honest with you. Like, nah, does, how does that impact the food? It doesn't. It's just That's it's what I'm annoying. Saying. Like, I don't care. Nah, the best the best ad ever they is the skills. They could put, ad. like... Should have made a smoke packet to have, like, the cancer shit and people's teeth fall yeah. out and rotten toes off. I hate that. Yeah. It's if disgusting. King were to put, like, fucking balls, big hairy balls on the bag, <laughs> and we're like, this... Will make your balls shrivel up and die. I wouldn't care. I still eat them. Because everyone still smokes, even with those pictures on the wagons. That's, that's a fair point. 
so yeah um and i mean he did a lot to like not get caught like he used to like just fuck with people by putting like random clues in his bombs so that yeah. like you know police would think they knew who he was and really he was just fucking with them the entire time which i will say is quite creative and does take, like that like serious though like what a dick move um but uh yeah like some of the some of the things he used to do was crazy like um but uh he only he'd 16 bombs in 18 years jesus yeah so he'd like make a bomb for about a year roughly based i don't know how that works in the time frame but like that's yeah. roughly how long um and the only reason he got caught was he email or he not emailed because you know this was back a good few years ago he mailed a copy of a manifest a manifesto uh, yeah a manifesto um to a newspaper so, was it yeah. the newspaper or was it the police? He, he mailed this off to someone anyway. And obviously the police published like a page or two of it um, to see if anyone would recognise who wrote it. Um, because, you know, he got the name from, you know, bombing the University of Chicago was where he kind of started bombing and then the airlines, which how he got the name Unabomber. And uh, so they thought he was like an academic or so of some sort because of the, the university bombings. Um, and his sister-in-law actually said, oh, you know, that kind of sounds like, you know, my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and that's how he got caught. Because the family squealed. Thank God for that. Yeah. Like, because he was getting like more and more powerful like the bombs <laughs> more dangerous yes more explosive Mr. Splody Man so uh yeah he was he was dedicated and committed like there if he didn't get caught I feel like things would have been a lot worse mm. because of how committed he was to and the Netflix documentary is great for showing that, like, how much he wanted to improve. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was kind of, like, he was always looking to outdo the last bomb, so I feel like it would have got to a point where eventually hundreds of people could have possibly died if he had not been caught. So. I couldn't imagine being like around the areas at that time period. Like, just being in the area at that time period, like just living. <laughs> just... Like, imagine the constant fear, though, because they didn't know like who he was targeting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so. Like, I'm sorry, I would not have fucking, you know, opened. Like, the I guess stressed weeks. trying to organise a barbecue. Literally. I would not be able to be, to live in that area with that much Is it the thing that like online shopping wasn't a thing though? Because think about how much packages people are ordering like the last couple of weeks during lockdown especially. Mm. People order packages all of the time online and he was sending 
bombs in packages. So, it's a good thing he got caught because he would have loved quarantine. <laughs> Just with all them. Really? Because I hate quarantine. I, I feel like he's the only one out. and that's purely because of how many bombs he would have got out without it being suspicious. But he was to love quarantine because he lived in the woods. Oh yeah, he was also like... He was a hermit. Hermit, yeah. Only coming out to kill people. I'm going to lie, being a hermit sounds so good. Yeah. Like, just no stress. Just chilling. Then, obviously, you've got, you know, someone slightly closer to to our side of the pond. Uh, You had Harold Shipman, also known as Dr. Death. Now... Doctor Shipman. I completely forgot who that dude was. For yeah, I actually watched something on him recently. Um, so anyway, Doctor Shipman was twenty nine when he killed his first patient. He's the only doctor in the UK to be found guilty of murdering patients. <laughs> um, like. Just how he did this was just. He got insane. away with this for years, and his like reasoning behind it was crazy like he basically most like 80% of his victims were old widows Um, and they all kind of died you know at home or in his presence like yeah um and basically it was like were, a big insurer OAPs like yeah it was basically a big like Scam? I don't know, like, is scam the right like he word? Would, he would put his name in their will. Yeah, so basically he... As their beneficiary. Was the beneficiary of every single item in their will and every single will of every patient that died. Um, and he basically killed them with the diamorphine, which is kind of... Don't know a lot about it, but I do know it's kind of hard to... It just looks like a, a they passed attack. away in their sleep type thing or a heart attack. Um, the records were constantly changed and deleted. Um, and he only got caught because a woman got suspicious and questioned the will and then they looked into it. And I think then it was one of the daughters. It was, daughters it was of the, the daughter of one of the victims got suspicious of the will. Because obviously her mother had left everything to this doctor. Yeah, I get suspicious too. Um, <laughs> and then this led into a big um, inquiry. And it came out that there were over 265 of his patients had died in his care. Jeez. Which makes him, apart from Kiklinski, he is the highest like number of uh, victims on this list because obviously we don't know how many Kuklinski had because he was active for nearly 40 years and he was a hitman yeah. um, but uh, this doctor was active Dr Shipman was active for 24 years 24 oh, years yeah. Um, and yeah it was crazy because he got away with it for so long and I, if I remember correctly there was actually he was at one point he became 
addicted to opioids, I'm pretty sure. And almost lost his medical license for it, but he just kind of packed up and moved to the other side of the country and <laughs> set up his own practice. Um, and started murdering people. Like, like you think they'd investigate like these people's like medical licenses in and the, backgrounds? It came up in the inquiry that um, two of the witnesses to one of the will of one of the victims were actually just two patients two other patients of his and when spoken to like they interview your man and everything and he goes oh yeah he just came out into the waiting room and said oh I need two people just to witness a signing of this and they assumed it was like some kind of medical procedure and that the lady had no family so they just needed someone to yeah. oversee it. and he had no idea because the paper was folded over so Oof. he was just signing and I was like dude don't sign without reading it and basically he witnessed the will, which is mental. Bananas. Yeah, I end up having to like exhume a lot of the uh, bodies. bodies to prove to re because autopsies weren't done on them. Yeah. He didn't order autopsies on a single victim, and although most of his patients were, or most of his victims were, you OAPs. know, OAPs. They reckon his youngest victim was under the age of four. Which is horrible. Like, obviously, it's all horrible, but, like... So, so it's very dark. Yeah. It's bright enough. I mean, it's, it, it, it started off quite funny with, you know, pool noodles being stuck up assholes and people gnoming themselves. Gnoming. Yeah. What a saying. Um, oh. And then obviously the only other one we've got to discuss is Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. I didn't see that about Big Ed. Ed Kemper. Oh, I told you about Big Ed off ninety day fiance. Oh no. What a show. Do you see the meme that I sent you? Of Chris D'Elia. Yeah, I've seen all the memes about Big Ed. Oh, I love... <laughs> Did you watch that episode? What episode? The episode of Before the 90 Days with Big Ed. Oh, no. Oh, uh, I did. I did. Well, it was like a couple of episodes, but I just... Yeah, it's... You'll hate him. Everyone, I already hate Big Ed from all the shit that I've seen. But, uh, yeah, now nah, he gets worse. He reminds me of someone... Uh, yeah. He reminds me of Crystalia. <laughs> you know, he he reminds me of someone that, uh, yeah, he's uh, no. We're talking about Ed Kemper, um, mm. and if anyone has seen the amazing series that is Mindhunter, he is quite the uh, reoccurring character. Yeah. Um, and the casting agency absolutely fucking nailed, nailed it. it. Um, because Ed Kemper was like. Six nine, Wait, or he? six eleven. No, I, think it was I don't six, think so. He was. It was like six nine or something. Uh, he was huge. Like, I'm up now. There, Ed Kemper it came up there a second ago. If you just click on him, it'll tell you how tall that's he was. A, that's Ed. Kimber. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at it upside down. It looks like Kimber. Kemper. Um, 
But uh, he... He was 2.06 meters tall. <laughs> which is what in feet? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, the dude was 2 meters tall. Yeah. Which is quite fucking tall. Yeah. If you click onto the Wikipedia, it should tell you. Oh, it better tell me. God damn it. Just look it up. If you scroll down, it should be in the stats. Six foot nine inches tall. Fucking told you he was six nine. God damn, he was a big boy. Oh yeah, and he was built like a fucking house. Like he wasn't shredded, he was just He was flat. just, yeah, he was just very big boned. Because those bones were jiggle. big. <laughs> okay. Okay, well you can, you can be the one to tell Kemper. That he was a. I will, because he's 71 years of age right now, that fat little bitch. <laughs> he is still like twice your fucking height. <laughs> um, I'd say about 15. I mean, anyway. yeah. Um, Kemper also had kind of a low ish victim rate compared to the rest of the, the guys on this list. Mm. Um, he was still an evil bastard though. Uh, he was active for 10 years and he, within those 10 years he killed 10 people. Uh, don't forget he killed his own mother. And his grandparents. Oh, yeah. They were the first people he killed was his grandmother and then his grandfather and then he went to jail. Then he got out of jail. He was like, he was... Um, it was like a reform thing. Or yeah, he was 16 at the time so he went to like some kind of correctional institute for yeah, juveniles or whatever. Um came out then he, he he was also known as the co-ed killer because he killed a lot of university people um yeah because his man worked on campus and they had a curfew for people on campus and not to trust anyone without a campus sticker but he so had he one his because, because yeah he sticker. and he's like we watched a documentary about him the other night and he was like talking about it and he's so I like I don't (coughs) (coughs) excuse me um he's just so calm and collected and yeah. kind of like it's 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 actually chilling to watch. Say about Richard if you watch any of his And he was saying that, you know, if he he was like obviously offering them lifts, like his victims, like uh, these females, a lift in the car, because obviously this serial killer was going around, and it wasn't safe. Mm. And he said if they brought up the serial killer, which is himself, he let them go. He would have a conversation with them about it. Um, and he would just let them go because it was too risky. Um, and out of all of them, he was the only one, like, obviously, he did horrible things, but he was the only one that showed slight remorse as such. Yeah. Um, and the remorse wasn't for, you know, killing as such. It was more... Getting caught. No, not even. <laughs> he turned himself in. Uh, he was remorseful about who he killed. So the big thing was it was always his mother that he wanted to kill because his mother was... An asshole. Very cold and distant. Or, um, 
whatever kind of person and um so it was it was really his mother that he wanted to kill and he just didn't have it in him for so long so he just went around killing people and he felt really bad and he actually was quoted in that documentary as uh he said Oh, it's something along the lines of I can't think of the exact quote, but I'm I'm paraphrasing here. It was um. I knew she had to die, and I had to die, or else they would die. Oh, and yeah. he was talking about, uh, like college students, like female mm. college students. So he and that's when he decided to kill his mother, was to stop himself from killing other people, which. Is really fucking twisted. Yeah. Uh, then he killed his ma and his ma's friend. <sighs> so that they went on ho- you could say they went on holiday together or something. Um and then like a week later when nobody had kind of questioned and he then kind of confessed and turned himself in and that's how he got caught. I wouldn't say caught, he just walked in and was like, hey, yeah. I did it. Well, that's how he was arrested and, you know, jailed. Like, these are all horrible, horrible people and I don't even know, like, because, you know, Kemper did some horrible things to those bodies. Which is... Horrible. Like, yeah, like, we're not <laughs> even going to get into some of the stuff he did. He was, like, a very sick individual. Um, so yeah based on based on that who is who do you think is the most notorious oh hands down Richard Klinsky I do agree I think it's just the fact that he is he's just so cold yeah it's just there's no rhyme or like not that there's a rhyme or reason for any of these killings but he's just the most sporadic and random at least with the rest there was kind of even the way he talks about things it's like yep and it went like this and I did that and that happened it's like so what annoyed you that day uh, putting toys together for my kids it's like what yeah I do think like they're all pretty bad but then you look at Shipman and you go how the fuck did Shipman get away with killing nearly 300 patients and getting the fucking money from their will. Like, that is... Like, the poor families, like... That's a fucking dickhead move, that's what that is. Like, that is... Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty bad. Like, it's... It's rough. Like, that is a... That's a very dark episode. Um, yeah. Where do we go from here now? I really don't know, because I was like, oh, yeah, this would be a great thing to talk about. And I was like, it'll be interesting and now it's like um they're gonna have to record a new part it's very depressing and like how do you even rank these it's like, late enough already that we're recording and we're a day behind like oh, because we had an impromptu barbecue yesterday for no reason at all yeah that even was though it rained irish barbecue buddy. and we continued to have a barbecue in the rain <laughs> yeah it was a it was interesting but i i guess rain barbecues will recommend Yes. 
social distancing barbecues. I feel like we should end on a joke or something, just to to lighten the mood. Tough one. Yeah. Is my life count? <laughs> no, but you <laughs> faced us. So I'm doing this with a face for radio or podcasting. <laughs> Uh, or neither. Neither. Oh, oh. Just throw the mic, why don't you? If, uh, we can leave on this though. Oh, shit. Good old fart. We're cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh. How are we ending this? Goodbye, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing all these fuckers were cut. So that's all for this week's episode of Just Hear Me Out. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the absolute mayhem that we talk about. And in, nonsense. And nonsense. Yeah, there is no other word to describe except yeah. nonsense. Um, so yeah, if you enjoy listening to us ramble on about random stuff, subscribe. Maybe share the podcast with your friends. Or don't. Or don't. We really don't care. We're just doing this for the laugh. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we will see you guys back here next week, maybe. Bye. Bye.